Hi, it's Stephen DiPietro from the Stoic Leadership Podcast. What needless conflict can I avoid? I'll ask that one again. What needless conflict can I avoid? Needless conflict. Well, we know that a lot of conflict is needless, but which conflict? And how can I avoid just that conflict? Isn't some conflict, after all, helpful and productive? The conflict I'm thinking about is the conflict which comes from judgment and opinion. Conflict can only come from a difference of opinion. If there's conflict, it's either because the other person is wrong, in which case they won't be swayed unless they're receptive to facts, or the other way conflict can arise is if they are right and I am wrong. And it's difficult for us to see our own misjudgment and errors. So unless either or both parties are receptive to the processing of facts, the conflict will never get resolved. And it's very, very rare that someone wins an argument. So absent any receptiveness to facts and logical judgment, conflict, the conflict won't be resolved and therefore is needless. I have a conflict if I'm not going to convince the other person. I have a conflict when the other person won't be swayed. It becomes a huge waste of time. The only time the conflict can occur is if the other person is not going to be swayed. Because if they're going to listen, or if you're going to listen, you're going to hear the the language of, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, I see. You're not going to hear the language of, no, but, did you think of? It's a very different conversation and you can recognize it very quickly. Now, I have a philosophy of not telling lies and not judging. Not telling lies is reasonably straightforward. It's not, in, it's not an imperfect science and sometimes it's a, it seems like an unattainable goal, but I'm heading towards it. As for not giving judgment, it's the most difficult of skills. Not giving judgment means not to even think judgment. And if I don't have judgments of something, then conflict is impossible. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't disagree with somebody, but do so respectfully and rationally. The disagreement has to come from facts or from ethics. If I see someone doing something unsafe, if I see someone doing something unethical, if I see someone harming someone else, then it's my duty. It's actually my human duty to step in. Likewise, if I hear a conversation which is blatantly incorrect or unethical, then it's again my duty to intervene and disagree, but to withdraw at the very moment that emotions enter the discussion. Now, unfortunately, this has to occur almost immediately after entering most conversations which are a disagreement because someone's going to get emotional. So conflict occurs when agreements are mixed Sorry, conflicts occur when disagreements are mixed with emotions. I'll say that once again. Conflicts occur when disagreements are mixed with emotions. The conflict I'm speaking about is usually framed in terms of external conflict. So I've been talking about arguing with someone. But conflict can also be internal. I can be internally conflicted on, a, on an ethical matter. I can be internally conflicted on my life's position. With regards to ethics, the conflict arises when someone else's or someone's values are overtaken by their impulses and emotions. It's precisely these things that Stoicism teaches us to control. If you can control the impulses and emotions, the conflict disappears because all you're left with is values. I'll say that again. It's 
These impulses and emotions that Stoicism teaches us to control, if you can control the impulses and emotions, the conflict disappears because all you're left with is your values. Living to one's values is what we aim to do, tranquility. But the internal conflict is completely needless and can be avoided by recognizing the impulsive subconscious distractions. With regards to our positions, we can be conflicted by where we find ourselves compared to where we want to be. I know that sometimes I've had this internal dialogue, which is almost a self-deprecating argument about why I find myself in the position I'm in today and why not in the position I dreamt I would be in. This internal conflict is also needless and can be avoided. But how do I avoid it? As always, by acknowledgement. Be in the moment, Stephen. Accept that almost everything that's happened in my life has... Accept that everything that's happened in my life has been outside of my control. So again, I have to be in the moment. I have to accept that everything that's happened in my life has been outside of my control. Most of it, most of my life's major events are either completely, are compl- well, not a, are they, they are completely out of my control. Usually the major life events come from things like accidents and windfalls. They're not in your control. You got the dream job. Yeah, you might have applied, but really there were 200 other people and it was serendipity that got you the job. Or all of a sudden you cross the road and the bus comes across and then you, you, you break two legs. Again, these major life events are usually not in our control. Letting go of the illusion of control is the first step to avoiding needless internal conflict. Today, there was an event that ran this home to me. My daughter called to ask for advice about a coworker who's been bullying and intimidating her coworkers. Luckily, not her. But she feels the need to interject and protect. My advice to her was as follows. I told her that she doesn't need to stir the pot. She needs to not create more conflict if she gets involved and interjects and says, oh yeah, she's been a bitch or she's been this or that, then it only creates more conflict. She needs to remain calm with poise and stay level-headed. The greatest gift she can give her workmates is to show calm compassion. She's raised the matter with her superior and she did so in a very compassionate, level-headed manner. But I advised her not to go further unless her boss now asks for her opinion. If her opinion is sought, she needs to use that calm poise to unemotionally give the opinion she's been asked and not to overreach. In any line of work, the most respected employees and the ones who are promoted are the ones who have this calm, rational demeanor. Now, I'm not telling her to be a cold and detached bitch, but I'm asking her to offer calm compassion. That's the most difficult form of support. And that's the thing that most people usually need. It's much more difficult than joining in with a crowd and stoning the perpetrator. So what needless conflict can I avoid? I can avoid the needless conflict that comes from giving in to those first impressions, whether that first impression is my emotion as to what the other person is saying, whether that first impression is about my view of the world, which gets mixed in with my worldview, whether that, that, that 
that impression is about something that I thought I would do many, many years ago that didn't happen, which is still outside of my control, completely useless, or whether that conflict is coming from needless, a needless, almost desire to jump in and, and stone, stone the perpetrator with the crowd. We have to give in, not give in, we have to fight and we have to not give in to those first impulses that come from our subconscious. I'm Stephen DiPietro. Thanks for tuning in.